when your child is small, it's up to you to make sure their teachers know about their strengths and challenges. But by about fifth grade, your child might be ready to begin learning self-advocacy skills. This is age-appropriate for all kiddos and can be especially beneficial for those with neurodivergence or other diagnoses. Fully understanding their own diagnoses not only means they can more easily explain their challenges to friends and family, also empowers them at school to ask for what they need in order to be successful both socially and emotionally, as well as academically. Today, I'm talking about helping your child build those self-advocacy skills while they're young, so they have lots of opportunities to practice and gain self-confidence in asking for support once they're out in the real world. Welcome back to Project Parenthood. I'm your host, Dr. Nanika Kaur, clinical psychologist and respectful parenting therapist. Each week, I'll help you repair and deepen your parent-child connection, increase self-compassion and cooperation from your kids, and cultivate joy, peace, and resilience in your relationship with them. Most parents are well-versed in their child's strengths and weaknesses and do a lot of speaking up on their child's behalf, getting them the things that they need to succeed in school and in life. And that makes sense when kids are very small. But by about age 10, many kids are ready to take a more active role in their educational experiences. But by about age 10, many kids are ready to take a more active role in their educational experiences. Bringing your child on board as an educational collaborator helps them learn about the school system they're in and all of the moving parts involved in getting them the appropriate support at school and also at home and when they're with friends. Here are seven ways to help your child build self-advocacy skills. Number one, team up with your child to become an expert in their diagnoses in the unique way it presents for them individually. When your child is diagnosed with, say, ADHD, sometimes you think you already know what that means about them. But do you really understand what ADHD is? Do you understand your child's specific symptoms of ADHD and how it impacts your child in class, at recess, or in social and extracurricular settings from their perspective as well as your own? Learning disabilities, developmental, and mental health conditions present and are experienced differently from person to person, whatever your child's diagnosis. Become a detective with your child and find out all you can about their particular symptoms. The name of a syndrome or disorder isn't the only important information you need to know. Number two, help your child reflect on their strengths, challenges, goals, and what support they need to achieve them. Consider supports needed for academic success, but also what they need in their physical and interpersonal environments to accommodate their disability or disorder. Number three, practice self-advocacy through role play. Whenever you and your child realize in retrospect that a tweak in their internal or external environment could have prevented their shutdown, meltdown, or explosion, role play scenarios in which your child asks for and accepts the help and support they need to avoid becoming overwhelmed. Help them practice saying things like, my brain or my body feels stressed out. May I take a break in the hallway for five minutes? But also practice with people outside of the family. Invite them to order for themselves at a restaurant, for example. 
Number four, invite your child to participate in yearly IEP meetings. Once your child has a good understanding of how they struggle, how they shine, and what accommodations they need, invite your child to explain those understandings at their Individualized Education Program, or IEP meeting. This is where school district representatives, teachers, you and your child will meet and together either set new goals or review prior goals to see if they're being met. The school may be required to provide occupational therapy, speech therapy, physical therapy, counseling, academic accommodations, and or other modifications to help your child achieve IEP goals. Invite your child to explain what's been working and not working accommodations-wise, and give ideas for what might work better. The more involved your child can be, the more ownership they can take for meeting goals and for their education in general. It also helps your child learn to negotiate for the support and services they need. Number five, give your child responsibilities. Build age-appropriate responsibilities into your child's everyday routines. Every day after school could involve putting all of their outside belongings in their appropriate inside homes and setting the table for dinner, clearing the dishes at the end of the meal, or helping to load the dishwasher. Don't use the word chore. That sounds unpleasant. You're all on team family, and every person is valuable and everyone helps the team succeed. You can even provide a list of every daily, weekly, monthly domestic task and let them choose which they'd prefer to help with. Number six, model self-advocacy. Communicate your own needs and concerns clearly and assertively, but always respectfully. For example, if you're at a restaurant and the food is served cold, you might say, pardon me, our food is cold. Could we please have it reheated? Model using active listening skills and the willingness to compromise. Let them see you speaking up when you need help or you feel uncomfortable so your child knows that it's okay to say no to things you don't want to do, for example. And number seven, share your own experiences. Share with your child stories about when you stood up for yourself or spoke out for what you believed in and how it turned out, both the times it went well and the times it didn't work out at all. Even though speaking up may not always solve a problem quickly or easily, It's important to teach children the value of being brave and speaking up for themselves or what they believe in. No matter where your child is on their journey to developing self-advocacy skills, it's important to create a supportive and encouraging environment for them. Let them know that you believe in them and that you're their number one supporter. That will also go a long way to helping them develop the confidence they need to advocate for themselves and take an active role in their education. That's all for today's episode of Project Parenthood. Thanks for listening, and I hope you found this helpful. Be sure to join me live on Instagram at BK Parents on Monday, October 16 at 12.45 p.m., where you can ask me anything. You can get your questions answered in real time. If you have a question for me about parent-child relationships, respectful parenting tips, and or parental mental health that you'd like me to cover in a future episode, shoot me an email at parenthood at quickanddirtytips.com or leave a message at 646 646- 926-3243 or leave a message on Instagram at BK Parents. That's B-K-P-A-R-E-N-T-S. And you can learn about my private practice, 
working with parents living in New York State at www.brooklynparenttherapy.com. Catch you next week. Project Parenthood is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Dan Firebend. And our director of podcasts is Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchings. And our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. See you next week.